0: All right guys and welcome to Just a Guy Talking Football podcast with PG Jinky. Here we are another Thursday night game with the preview and our picks for the games up through Sunday. We've got quite the battle going on tonight guys. We have the Chicago Bears versus the Washington Commanders. Uh I'll preview guys this uh game a little bit. Uh Mostly, I'll just kind of point out more of the dumpster fire that's going on in Chicago. I, there's rumors coming out that if Flu doesn't win this game, that maybe he'll be let go. And that's all well and good. But my question to that is, if you let him go, he's already calling the plays on the defensive side too because you don't have a defensive coordinator because he left for some crazy reason that we don't even know yet. Supposedly inappropriate action or whatever it doesn't matter I'm sure we'll get more about that story sooner or later but so you don't have a defensive coordinator so he's calling the defense so if you let him go who's going to call the defense and also who's going to lead the team it's not like you have some magical head coaches sitting there waiting in the wings somewhere on that staff I don't believe you do I don't think you have anybody in here that's gonna be able be good enough to be an interim coach. What are we gonna do? Hand it all over to Luke Getze? Uh, he seems to ha- have his hands full with with the offense by itself. So that whole Eberflus uh getting let go stuff, guys, I just I kinda don't see it. I get it that they have to do something if it's really that bad. But doing something for the sake of something. Sometimes it's not going to solve anything. It's not going to be a magic wand that just goes, oh my God, this team's going to play better now. It's just not. Uh, it's This coaching staff is over at Skis. That's that's basically it. And We all know what's probably going to happen is they're probably going to get let go, but I really think that they're probably just going to get let go at the end of the season because I just don't see... The purpose of moving things now, just the sake of moving things. I just don't know what it's going to happen. I I don't think it's going to light a big enough fire, but hey, I could be wrong. And it's the McCaskey's choice overall. So, let's go to a little preview of the game tonight. Okay, offensively, let's just see how these teams match up: Chicago and Washington. Okay, total. Um, Yard, uh, rushing or passing yards per game. They've got 186 yards uh, for Chicago to 201 to Washington. So we got the 20th for Washington, 24th in league for Chicago. Uh, for the rushing attack, where Chicago was really good last year, they're only averaging 119 yards in on the ground, which is 13th in league compared to Washington's 106 yards in on the ground, which is 17th. Points per game, uh, Chicago is giving or putting up eighteen point eight points a game, twenty second in the league. And then you've got Washington with twenty two point two points in the league, about seventeenth. And yards, guys. Uh, Here is a good telltale sign of how evenly matched these two teams are. Total yards on offense, three hundred five point two for Chicago, twenty first. And 307.8 for 20th in the league for Washington. So guys, really their offenses are about at the same click. The only thing is, Justin Fields is on his third year of uh, starting, where Sam Howell's like, I think, six or seven games in. So it kind of makes sense of why Washington's offense is slowly coming around. They got a brand new offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy, trying to put some new stuff in there. So that goes ahead and points out a couple of things on the offense. Let's point a couple of things out on the defensive side of the ball, guys. Um, points allowed per game. Chicago, 34.2. Washington, 30 points a game. So Chicago's at 31st in the league and Washington's at 29th. Yards per game, 383.2 for Chicago and 352.5 for Washington. That makes Chicago 28th in the league, and that makes Washington 21st. This is the biggest thing to me, guys. How many sacks do the Bears team have on the year? They have two sacks. Two sacks the whole entire year. We've played four games. They have two sacks. That's 32nd in the league. Washington has 13 sacks, that's 7th in the league okay not only that you're like oh well maybe they're getting QB hits they're just not pulling them down no 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 Chicago's got 14 QB hits only they're not putting any pressure on anything they're trying but it's not working so that's 32nd in the league where Washington has 29 QB hits which is 7th in the league as well alright here's another big factor for the Chicago defense telltale factor okay guys on third down, they can't get off the field. They're giving up 58.9% of third down conversions. That means about 60% of the time that team's converting on third down. Not only that, their red zone efficiency, 80%. That means they're giving up a, a score when the team's in the red zone about 80% of the time. That's four out of five times. That's why Chicago's not doing so well, guys. This defense is abysmal. They're trying to dial up some more pressure from bringing uh, linebackers, whoever they can, but the problem is with that, they're not talented enough to cover everybody in the secondary, so then all of a sudden the teams are burning us. If you can't get off the field on third down, if you can't stop the team from scoring in the red zone or holding them to a field goal, you are going to lose games and that's what happened in to Chicago at a rapid rate you can't apply pressure to quarterback you can't get off the field on third down you can't stop a team from scoring that is why you're 0-4 sure we can go on and on about the offense but we just compared the offenses guys the offense isn't as bismal as it usually is it's not the greatest don't get me wrong it's about middle of the road or bottom third if you really want to go over it but so is Washington's but it looks like, to me, that Washington can get off the field when they need to. Washington can play and try to hold the team from scoring in the red zone from time to time. So, let's go to our pick for tonight, guys. I think you know which way I'm leaning. Washington, straight up. Washington, minus six. And I'm taking the under, 44 and a half. I I don't know what's going to happen with this Bears team tonight. Yes, their offense clicked a little bit better last week, but that was against, in my opinion, an abysmal Denver defense that seemed to still be reeling and then start to put some stuff together in the second half. But, it you know, hopefully the Chicago can carry the momentum. And believe me, I'm a Chicago fan. I want them to prove me wrong more than anybody else. I'll come on the radio tomorrow and tell you guys about how wrong I was. But for right now, until they prove me wrong, I'm picking the other way. So, there's our pick for tonight, guys. I got Washington, Washington minus six, and the under of 44 and a half. Okay, enough about that game tonight. Let's move on to the other games from Sunday. And we'll go with, starting with the other game in London, we got Jacksonville versus Buffalo. Jacksonville, second street week in London. So there's going to be an early start on Sunday for you guys, just a heads up. Uh, I got Buffalo in this one, guys, but I've got Jacksonville covering the five and a half. I, there's just something that tells me I think this game is going to be a little bit closer. I know Buffalo has been blowing the doors off of people lately. Um, I think Jacksonville might, might have something for them because I think they've stayed over in London for the week, so I think they're ready. So, and I'm going to take the over 48 in this one. I think it's going to be a shootout affair. I think Buffalo's going to win, but I think it's going to be like a three-point game. Okay, next up. A sneakily interesting game to me, Houston versus Atlanta. This one, you know, at the beginning of the season you would have asked me, I would have been like, oh, Atlanta all the way. Well, I'm not, guys. Houston's been playing some really impressive sneaky ball lately. And that's why it's a sneaky game for me. I'm taking Houston in this one, guys. Houston plus two, and then the under of 41. I just think Houston's starting to click. And you guys know my thoughts on Desmond Ritter if you've been listening to the podcast. He's just, I just think they're gonna have to make a change on him. I think Houston's gonna apply some pressure. I think they're listening to their brand new coach, Miko Ryan. And I think Houston's getting ready to play some ball. So, okay, now moving right along to... Uh, AFC North matchup in between Baltimore Ravens versus the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Baltimore, I think, is going to luck out here and going to encounter another division foe without their quarterback. I don't believe Kenny Pickett's going to play this week, guys. I haven't even seen any of the status updates, but it wasn't looking good. They have a bye week next week. I just think that they're going to go with Trubisky in this one. Let Kenny Pickett sit get a little bit more rested, get into the bye week, rest up for a couple weeks, and then come back. So needless to say, if Trubisky is starting, uh, no offense against them. I'm taking Baltimore guys straight up. I'm taking Baltimore minus four, and I am taking the under of 38. I think it's going to be a defensive battle. I think Pittsburgh's offense is still trying to seek out its identity. Um, I They're going to have a hard time keep seeking it out with Trubisky uh, behind center, but Hard-fought game, but I think at the end, Baltimore's got too many uh, offensive weapons on their side to slow down. Okay, next up, we got New Orleans versus New England. This one was a tough one for me, too, guys. I, It's going to be a defensive struggle. I really think so. I think New England got embarrassed last week. It was Bill Belichick's worst loss ever uh, in his coaching career, and for that— I think New England's going to take take care of business this week. Uh, so I got New England straight up. I got New England minus one. So you can kind of tell that the Vegas is like, hey, pick them. Who cares? And I do have the under 40. I do think it's going to be a defensive struggle. I could easily see this game being like, I don't know, 13-10, really. Uh, one score on each side, which <laughs> doesn't sound thrilling by by any means. All right, let's move along. Carolina versus Detroit uh, at Detroit. (laughs) Here we go. This is how much uh, things are moving in Detroit's direction. Detroit is favored by 10 points. And I'm taking them, guys. I'm taking Detroit. I'm taking the 10 minus 10. I am taking the under 44.5 because I think Detroit's defense is going to keep rolling. I think Detroit's going to put up points. I don't think Carolina's going to put up points. All right, I'm drinking that Kool-Aid, Detroit Lions. There you go. So you're favored by 10, and I'm taking you at 10. All right, moving right along. New York Giants versus Miami Dolphins. Oh, Giants, Giants, Giants. You had to catch the Dolphins the week after they got beat by Buffalo. And not only that, beat pretty handedly. Oh, Giants, it's not going to be a pretty one for you, because I think Miami wants to get back on the winning side of things, and I think they want to get back on the winning side bad. So this is not going to show up well for you. I'm taking Miami in this one. I am taking Miami minus 11, um, and I'm taking the under 48 and a half again. I just, until until Daniel Jones can show me that he can get into the end zone, which he has not, other than one game this year, uh, then I... I'm taking the Giants to really put up three to six points. That's all. That's it until they prove otherwise. Okay. Moving around along. We got Tennessee versus Indianapolis. God, this is a tough division battle, guys. I went back and forth on this one, but I've got to go with the home team. So I'm going to go with Indy. I'm going to go with Indy plus one and a half. I think they're playing some pretty scrappy football. And I am taking the under 43. I just think that this will be a little bit more of a 13-10, 17-13 game. So that's where I'm leaning. We'll see if Tennessee can repeat its performance from last week. I don't know if they can, but let's see what happens. Okay, next up. we got Cincy versus Arizona. Now, you would have asked me in the beginning of this season, I would have been like, well, Cincinnati, of course. Why not? Well, they're going to kill Arizona. Well, guys, that then we played four games, and I've seen how Cincy looks, and I see how Joe Burrow looks. And guys, I'm I'm going Arizona in this one, another upset. I'm going Arizona. I'm taking Arizona plus three. I am taking the under forty four and a half. Really, guys, I know Cincy won two weeks ago against the Rams, and their defense played pretty tough. Cincy's not putting up any points though so far, guys. I mean, they've had two games where they've only put up three points. Arizona's been putting up points. They can put up points. They've been actually playing some ball. You know, if they are supposed to be tanking, I don't think the the Arizona Cardinals got the memo. So, I'm just going to tell you this, guys. I'm taking Arizona for the upset in this one. And I don't really even think it's that much of an upset anymore. I mean, since he's just not playing good. And until they start playing good, this is where you go. You're going to probably lose to Arizona in Arizona. All right. Next up, we got the Philadelphia Eagles traveling to visit the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, I know the Eagles have been playing up and down, got ball guys. I get it. But I still think that the Eagles are overall a better team than the Rams. And here's the other thing. The defensive line of the Eagles is going to eat, eat that offensive line for the Rams alive. It could be bad. Stafford's already being hobbled around, being carried to the line like uh, Byron Leftwich was at that Marshall game when he broke his leg. It could be like that again, but they might need a wheelchair soon. So I'm taking Philly to win. For some reason, I don't know why I'm getting this gut feeling that the Rams are going to keep it close, though, because that's how the Eagles have been playing. So I'm taking the Rams plus four and a half, and I'm taking the under 50.5 because that's a lot of points. I just think that we're going to see we're going to see like a 27-24 game or something, something silly like that. But needless to say, Eagles win at the end of this one, guys. All right, next up, we've got the Kansas City Chiefs visiting the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Guys, I can't, I can't bet on the Vikings yet. The only team that they've uh, beat is the lowly Carolina Panthers and, and Chiefs had a little bit of a scare last week, so I think they're going to clean that up. So I like Kansas City in this one. Kansas City minus four and a half. And I'm taking the under 53. I know that both these offenses can technically score at will. I just... It seems like a trap to me to go over. So I'm taking the under 53. All right, next up, we got the New York Jets visiting the Denver Broncos. Well... I'll tell you what, guys. If the Denver Broncos can make Justin Fields look good, chances are they can make Zach Wilson look good. So I'm going to take the Jets in this one. They got a little bit of newfound uh, confidence from playing the Chiefs uh, to the brink last week. So I'm taking the Jets straight up. I'm taking the Jets plus one and a half. And I am taking the under 43 and a half because I think the Jets' defense has got something figured out. I think they're going to play with a little bit more confidence. And they're going to start rolling a little bit here. So... Next up, the Sunday night battle of Dallas versus San Francisco. Really looking forward to this one, guys. Really am. I think it's going to be a hard-fuck game. In the end, though, I am taking San Francisco to win. Yes, I cannot hop off my San Francisco train yet. (sighs) I did take Dallas to cover the three-and-a-half, though. I think it's going to be a three-point game. It's a tough one to say because I kind of think San Francisco, it's either going to be really tight or San Francisco's blowing the doors off of them but I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Dallas and how they've been playing so plus three and a half and I'm taking the over 45 I think it's gonna be a little bit of a shootout especially uh later on in the game there might be a, you know one of these uh defenses might run something back a pick six a fumble scoop and score kind of thing there's gonna be some points added from somewhere else special teams something like that this is gonna be a high scoring affair so get ready get your popcorn ready as they they uh T.O. used to say All right, guys, that's what we got for the Thursday preview. Tune in. We'll uh, preview or go over the game from tonight's game tomorrow and go over any little facts that we saw. But other than that, guys, thank you for joining Just a Guy Talking Football podcast with PG Janky. And I'm out.